Next on the 5 O'Clock Report. You haven't always agreed. Everything to lose when Joe Biden is the one negotiating. Getting Emily back. Dismantle a democracy. Blow smoke in their faces and tell them to just deal with it. Language that you don't like. One small box of 22 shells. You'd have to undergo a background check. Exemption from jury duty. You're welcome. One act of kindness on Good Friday morning changed my life. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. It is hour three of a meeting between two world superpowers. On one side of the table, President Joe Biden, and on the other side, Chinese President Xi Jinping in California. It's tense. We haven't always agreed, but our meetings have always been candid, straightforward, and useful. Former Director of National Security John Ratcliffe says Biden is not the man to negotiate with China. We have nothing to gain and everything to lose when Joe Biden is the one negotiating on behalf of the American people. Joe Biden and this administration has been soft on China, just as they've been soft with all of our adversaries. One win, we are expecting to hear about an agreement that would see Beijing crack down on the manufacture and export of fentanyl. Tearful families gathered at the U.S. State Department today asking America to intervene. More than 200 hostages are still being held by the terror network Hamas. Six weeks in to the war in Gaza. This man is the father of one of those hostages. His daughter Emily turns nine on Friday. We have to fight and keep the pressure on. My only concern is getting Emily back. Israel and the U.S. believe the hostages are being held in tunnels under Gaza's largest hospital. Israeli forces just entered that hospital today. It's one thing to fight an adversary in battle. That's horrific enough. But to try to do it in a hospital, doing it at night with no lights, this puts these Israeli soldiers in an enormously difficult It was a knockout busy day on Capitol Hill, much of it centered on the war in Gaza. An Israeli actress and activist told Congress about how college students are being fooled by pro-Palestinian propaganda. Noah Tishby told a House committee this afternoon anti-Jewish rhetoric uses a cloaking-the-dagger strategy. Would you like to join an organization that is about to dismantle a democracy? They don't say that. They say, you know, freedom and justice, and they use all these words, and they basically trick students to follow them. Tishby testified that the deceptions have spread beyond the campuses. Why are you triggered by the Jewish people's right to have a state? You shouldn't be triggered by that. That should be the most common. This is a human rights issue. Nothing more, nothing less. The FBI also testified before Congress today. Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula called on jihadists to attack Americans and Jewish people everywhere. ISIS urged its followers to target Jewish communities in the United States and Europe. FBI Director Christopher Wray told lawmakers they have already found Hamas sleeper cells ready to attack Americans in this country. The U.S. House has approved legislation to avert a government shutdown. On this vote, the yeas are 336, the nays are 95. The bill is passed. Correspondent Scott McFarland tells us how the two-step laddered approach to funding the government works. It funds one-third of the government through January and the other two-thirds through February. And that other two-thirds includes the military. So there's two different bites at the apple members will have to do the things they want to do with spending bills. The Senate is expected to approve the spending plan later today. Outgoing West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin is open to a presidential run. The Democrat announced last week he will 
not seek re-election, possibly throwing the balance of power in the U.S. Senate up for grabs. Manchin says that he wants to unite the center of the country. The New Hampshire first-in-the-nation presidential primary will be held on Tuesday, January 23rd in 2024. The Secretary of State announced the date earlier today. The state is defying President Biden and the Democratic National Committee's plans to give South Carolina the party's first primary contest. There's been a call for subpoenas from President Biden's son, Hunter, in his Delaware criminal case. Hunter Biden's lawyers are asking for documents not only from former President Trump, but also from top Department of Justice officials, including former Attorney General William Barr. His defense team cites public reporting suggesting that Trump applied incessant, improper, and partisan pressure to Barr and others to investigate Hunter Biden. The 53-year-old pleaded pleaded not guilty last month to charges he lied about his drug use while buying a handgun. Meanwhile, former President Trump's lawyers asked for a mistrial today in his New York civil fraud trial. The website Baby Center says Noah unseated Liam for the top baby name for boys in the U.S. this year. Olivia is still the top baby name for girls. And six floats will make their debut at next week's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. They'll include a Willy Wonka-inspired chocolate float and also a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles-themed creation, a new Snoop Float will also debut that'll show Woodstock and his friends looking for wild turkeys. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, a high-stakes hearing that could impact New York election laws, a new smoking ban advances in Pennsylvania, and opting out of jury duty for good reason. We'll tell you more after weather. This is Family Life News. For tonight, skies arrange from partly cloudy to clear. Low temperatures mainly 30s. Tomorrow, ample sunshine and pleasant, a mild afternoon with high temperatures within a few degrees of 60. On Friday, cloudy and breezy. Showers will spread from west to east across the area during the course of the day. It'll be a breezy day on Friday and still mild for most with high temperatures in the 50s and lower 60s. Lower 60s sounds great. Thank you, Kevin. Checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. The Empire State's highest court will hear arguments today in a lawsuit that could reshape congressional districts in New York. It is significant because Blue New York will actually be a battleground state next year in the fight for control of the U.S. House. The Court of Appeals is holding the hearing in Buffalo as Democrats seek to scrap the state's district lines after losing congressional seats last year in a series of upsets that helped Republicans win a narrow majority. They want to redraw districts in a way that will give the Democratic Party an edge in 2024. Pennsylvania lawmakers have advanced a bill banning smoking from bars, clubs, and casinos. Family Life's Greg Gillespie has the story. The legislation would ban smoking and e-cigarettes not included in the Clean Indoor Air Act of 2018. To turn around and say, we're allowed to blow smoke in their faces and tell them to just deal with it or get another job is the most unhealthy thing that you could ever say to somebody. The Protecting Workers from Secondhand Smoke Act also allows towns to enact smoke-free ordinances that are more protective than state law, but it does have some provisions for cigar bars, outdoor patios, and private clubs. Businesses say it will hurt their bottom line. 
It's a big part of our business. A lot of people come here just because we're smoking bar. This bill cleared the health committee and now goes to the full Pennsylvania House. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has ordered police to conduct surveillance on social media use in order to keep tabs on hate speech. But former gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin fears that this surveillance effort is actually a tool to go after conservatives. This is about hoarding power and being able to target political opposition in the name of combating anti-Semitism by allowing your thought police to be able to surveil online content, collect data, and to be able to crack down on language that you don't like. Zeldin says Hochul has already proven her disdain for conservatives. Kathy Hochul told me that I should get on a bus and move to Florida because I'm a conservative. She's called New Yorkers her apostles. Who knows exactly how she plans on defining what hate speech is? Zeldin says the governor has not said what kind of content rises to the level of hate speech. The surveillance effort was launched in response to a rise in anti-Semitic rhetoric online. The Pennsylvania House has approved a $1.8 billion boost to government workers' retirement pay. This would include school teachers. Democrats call the measure long overdue. Republicans fear that it could result in higher property taxes. The public pension legislation faces an uncertain future in the state's Senate. Pennsylvania gun shops are benefiting from gun control legislation in New York. Gun owners from the Empire State are flocking to the Keystone State because of new background checks and fees on ammunition. It's unreasonably difficult and unfair to anyone who wants, I mean, if you wanted to buy one small box of 22 shells, you'd have to undergo a background check, which sometimes can be delayed for hours or even days. It's, it's just ridiculous. That gun shop owner in northwestern Pennsylvania says he feels for those across the border in New York. New legislation in New York would excuse full-time caregivers from jury duty. Democrat Angelo Santa Barbara is sponsoring the measure in the state assembly. This is an acceptable exemption from jury duty, and it's also, you know, creates a level of certainty for caregivers. And as you know, jury duty can take them away for weeks, uh, sometimes months, for a very long time. Santa Barbara has a son with autism and says the state is already facing a labor shortage. The jury duty exemption rule just makes sense. Hyundai is installing anti-theft software in vehicles this weekend in Rochester, New York. It's a city where thousands of vehicles have been stolen in recent months. Owners can get the software from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. both Friday and Saturday in the parking lot across the street from where the Rochester Red Wings play baseball, Innovative Field. There's no cost and the installation takes about 30 minutes to complete. It's National Kindness Week and first graders from York County, Pennsylvania celebrated yesterday by dishing out encouragement at the York Central Market. Giving out flowers to show kindness. What did they say when you gave it to them? They said thank you and I said you're welcome. The six-year-olds at the York Academy discovered when you're kind to others. Sometimes they be nice to you. Sometimes they'll be nice to you. It's funny how that works. National Kindness Week is the brainchild of Kevin Smith, who founded it seven months ago when he lost his wallet. One act of kindness on Good Friday morning changed my life. A good Samaritan woman was at my front door with wallet in hand. It just led to the next steps and turned into an adventure of a lifetime. And uh, I think this is a time where we recognize 
recognize our world's got a lot of troubles at the moment and a lot of challenges, but the solutions are simple. We just need more kindness. The first graders at the York Academy were treated to gifts and snacks for those random acts of kindness on display yesterday at the York Central Market. It's time next for tonight's Market Report brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks are up today. Yesterday, markets boomed as inflation data came in soft and the NASDAQ gained more than 2%. Producer price index data month over month decreased half a percent. That was lower than the consensus and lower than the prior report. PPI year over year rose 1.3 percent. That was lower than expected and also lower than the prior report. Retail sales month over month dropped 0.1 percent. That was higher than expected. Mortgage demands reaching their highest in five weeks. That is rates are starting to come down according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. Target managing to beat profit in Wall Street expectations. That even with slowing sales. Consumers are still shopping at Target for their essentials, but non-essential product sales are lagging. Walmart, Ross Stores, Gap, and more companies expected to release their earnings tomorrow. Crude oil has closed today below $77 a barrel. The Dow gained 163 points, the Nasdaq rose 9, and the S&P 500 was up 7. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Most employers offer disability insurance plans, but most employees don't sign up for them. Hi, I'm Rob West with today's Faith and Finance Minute. The Social Security Administration says 25% of working adults will experience at least a temporary disabling ailment before retirement. The insurance carrier Cigna says half of workers filing a disability claim will need a full two years to recover financially from those lost paychecks. You may think that the Social Security Disability Insurance Program will cover all of your needs if you're disabled, but the average monthly SSDI benefit is only $1,200. You need to supplement that with insurance. It may cost 1% to 3% of your salary, but it's well worth it. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free FaithFi app. You'll find it on our website at faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, how many cockroaches in your home is too many? How about a few hundred? And what if you chose to put them there? That story after weather with Kevin Williams. And here is your family life weather forecast. Mainly clear tonight with just a slight chill. The low temperature 33 to 38. Thursday, plenty of sunshine with a mild afternoon and high temperatures near 60. Friday will turn out cloudy, breezy, mild. Showers will arrive in the morning near Lake Erie and western Lake Ontario and Niagara and then spread east through the day. High temperatures Friday, 50s to around 60. And then followed by much chillier air as we head into the weekend. Thank you, Kevin. Finally at five, most people want cockroaches out of their home, but one company is asking you to put them in. Hundreds of them. The Pest Informer, based in Raleigh, North Carolina, is offering $2,500 to a homeowner who will let them infest their home with cockroaches. If selected, you have to live in the home for 30 days while it's infested, and you're not allowed to use any other pest control methods. They want to see if their cockroach treatment is effective. If you're willing to take the risk, you have until December 31st to apply on their website, The Pest Informer. And that is the world that we live in for Wednesday, the 15th of November. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life.